Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to this episode of the Save Them podcast. And uh, I think true to form, we're going to keep going with the uh, From the Car series. Uh, Because, quite frankly, uh, life is super duper busy. And uh, the six, ten hour uh, car rides, that seems to be the best time to uh, dump a little little bit of content and lessons learned uh, from the field of counter-human trafficking and the walking as the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ in a somewhat dark world, um, but where light pushes back the darkness and um, is, yeah, it's just, it's a good time to reflect on some of these things. So here we go. So yeah, on the road, uh, fresh from a little bit of a deployment here and it's, it's amazing I, I, I love the way that the Lord works and I think one of the things you get used to in in this walk that we're doing here is things don't always go the way you plan for them to go but they are always perfect in the Lord's timing and execution so you know, this, this time around, there was some, some stuff planned, some cool stuff that was supposed to go down, and uh, that didn't work out. Uh, there were whatever, you know, reasons or circumstances, those different things did not come together. But when one thing or one door closes and another door opens, you just step right into it and watch the Lord redeem the time. It's, that's the best. And I know this applies to all of us in our lives. There's just so many different things like this, but it definitely applies to our work. And it often is a, is a tough conversation because in kind of the world of things that require funding and all of that, you know, people often want to ask the questions of, you know, what's the, what's the timeline? What's the game plan? What are we going to achieve? You know, and they're basically asking you to play you know, prophet and soothsayer to a certain degree. Um, but you know, uh, the well-intended question is, is to make sure that when the Lord's funds are stewarded, that they're stewarded appropriately and then they're not just thrown out the window and wasted. So, um, on the one hand, I, I appreciate the conversation. And then yet on the other hand, it's a little bit frustrating when it's taken too far and, you know, the Lord's work is just turned into a corporate, you know, <laughs> investment initiative, and it's not really how the Lord works. And today's a good example of that. So I'm kind of fresh off with of some stuff here. And today, the Lord's angels rejoice, and heaven is singing the hallelujahs of the Lord because a sinner has come to the Lord and joined his family and has begun, begun her walk. Um, and you know, I, I am not going to go into the details of this, but you know, a, a young lady who has had a, quite the journey in life is, is now part of the Lord's family. And what's really cool about all that is, is that, you know, for, for most all of us, our, our road is, is pretty rocky. 
it's not a really smooth thing and it if we kind of pretend that it is smooth we're sort of lying and and we're not really being genuine uh, but if we are genuine we'll we'll be honest that our lives are basically one long string of screw-ups and mistakes and you know the cool thing about walking with the Lord is that you know we can come in repentance to him and and we can try to al- align best we can uh, with his will and to walk out a life that's lived within the boundaries of his character and uh, like a friend of mine likes to say you know the Lord's boundaries and parameters for our created existence are are set you know he he knows how we should best live so that we live the best most fruitful most fulfilling lives and yet we stray outside those boundaries and then we are struck with the burdens of straying from the Lord's created order and so that's the the journey that we all live regardless of if we're a believer or not the we can't escape the fact that we're created by him for him to his glory so even if we kind of you know reject who the Lord is and we reject the salvation of his son it doesn't change the fact that it's still the existence that someone lives in right so you you can you can believe that the sky is fluorescent yellow as much as you want but the reality is it's still blue <laughs> it, you you can't change reality just because you sort of want to and it's a weird world that we live in these days where people are trying to tell us that our perception is our reality but that's not really true our perception may shape our reality in that we try to turn our perceptions into a reality but it's 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 an it's a fool's errand it's not really true and we, we end up going down these rabbit holes of false living. And, you know, I, I met with, with a guy um, on this deployment who, who's walked an amazing journey and saw kind of the burdens of straying outside the boundaries and, and came back and is walking with and for the Lord. And um, it's, it's the most amazing of stories. Uh, to see the the prodigal return, you know, and I I was just very encouraged today when all of the doors that were supposed to be opened slammed shut, and then all of our energies were redirected in to an amazing time, um, just helping a, a young lady, you know, deal deal with some stuff uh, that she's accumulated in her life, and then watching her. Uh, come to the foot of the cross and uh, you know give her life to the Lord and accept his offer of grace and just say Lord please shepherd me be be my Lord and Savior and it's man you can okay you can't really hear the angels uh, (laughs) yelling and screaming in joy but man you can feel it you can sure feel it and uh, it's it was a good good day and, uh, you know, for the, the thousands of people that you kind of come across in your life, I don't think there's anything more amazing than watching 
someone who is walking a path of rejection of the Lord and then to turn that 180 degree turn and just walk right towards the Lord and away from everything they've known and to just begin that eternal journey of being reborn it's just so amazing and so uh, you know I, I, I love days like today because the, the plans that go awry end up being the Lord's plans uh, come to fulfillment and I, it's an honor to watch that uh, because there were other people involved who have kind of walked with this young lady over many years and, and whatnot and have kind of prayed regularly that this would happen and I just I had the pleasure of just kind of coming in and witnessing the tail end and um, praise God for those who have the fortitude and the wherewithal to just stick with somebody through thick and thin not judging them not placing kind of pressure and preconceived notions as to what their journey should look like but just just loving on them and and being there for them and praying that the Lord will shape their their hearts and their minds and eventually their souls and then just to watch that take place is so cool uh, yeah, I will say that the majority of the work we do is a seed planting ministry. So we get to plant a lot of seeds in people's lives, but we never get to really watch uh, the the work on the other side after the Holy Spirit does the watering and to see that flower bloom. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to see. Uh, it's not an expectation because I think, you know, when we place false expectations we start to create you know, sort of religious expectations that aren't in line with the Lord's plans. So we just pursue His will, we stay close to Him, and, and we watch these things unfold. So, yeah, so anyway, so that, that's kind of um, what's going on now, and uh, there's, there's a, lot, a lot going on, um, you know, it's last this last year when we we saw the uh, illegal mining stuff kind of blow wide open in South Africa kind of wonder what's what's going to happen now and the, the 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 message of hey not all illegal miners if you will are there to make a buck in fact a large percentage if not the majority are actually trafficked individuals and hey, oh by the way, and some rescues that we were part of, a bunch of those uh, rescues were children. And, you know, they weren't necessarily there doing mining work, you know, they were also involved in sex trafficking, which is horrific. So, you know, that's kind of something that came onto our radar and just blew up last year. And so I think this year is going to be a good one to see where that goes. Um, we've, we've got a lot of challenges, um, that start to happen when your organization or the people you work with, when, when people's heads start popping above the radar, uh, the enemy starts to go after the tall trees. And so, um, keep, save them in your prayers. The, the team is taking a lot of fiery darts and a lot of attacks from the enemy to try to put us out of business in so many different ways. And I do ask that you keep the team in prayer 
in protection for their families. Uh, families have been really targeted a lot lately. And, you know, it's, it's hard because when you do the work we do, you're, you're, it's a work of obedience. So you're doing it because the Lord has kind of put you in the field to do this stuff. And it's a, it's a bit of a tension that you live in because at the same time you have things like your family or your teams have families and that has to all be balanced. It has to be balanced righteously and responsibly. And, uh, you know, you never, worst thing you could do is ever to become that guy who just, you know, chucks the family out the window to go pursue this, uh, professional thing. And, uh, so kind of always remembering that mission work is mission work and it's not a, it, okay, it's a day job if you will, but it's not, it's not a pay the bills kind of thing. It's more of, that's why, that's why we use the word calling. It's a calling that is issued on our team's lives and everyone that we work with very much views it that way if you don't then you don't really have the tools and the ammunition to persevere in, in this work and so uh, that's that's kind of the deal there's a lot going on um, there's also some really cool stuff going on stateside uh, I will say that this issue of human trafficking in the United States is not going away. In fact, I think it's getting exacerbated because for some reason, and you can probably guess pretty easily what the reasons are, the issue of people flooding in uh, through the borders, the issue of children aging out of foster care, and orphanages and disappearing um, all these different issues it's just a tidal wave of a generation of children who are being abused abandoned discarded you name it and so I do see that the church has a massive massive role to play in the future of this issue in the United States Getting the church to wake up and have courage in this fight is going to be of paramount importance that it gets resolved. If the church cannot be awoke, awakened, um, awoken, uh, awakened to the call that the Lord has for the church to defend the widows and orphans and stand in the gap, then I, I don't see the church being around long. Uh, I don't, you know, the Lord's not going to honor a, a pretend salt you know, Christian churchianity kind of thing. It's, it's going, that's going to dissolve in, in some way. And I, you know, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And I just, I can't imagine that the Lord's going to stand by and watch do nothing segments of his church find reasons not to deal with this specific issue because it's it's an issue that is in everybody's face right now so at some point you know you can kind of plead ignorance i think we're past that and 
people are choosing to turn a blind eye and they need to choose to be involved. You know, I heard a guy talking just two days ago and he was just talking about how, you know, locally he started pulling things together and figuring out how could he be part of the solution in his community? How could he empower the local sheriff's office? How could he get the word out to the local churches? How could he be keeping his eyes open uh, for children at risk? You know, how, how could he come along and provide training for foster parents who are taking these kids in? You know, there's all this different stuff. And, and that's just a guy saying, man, I'm burdened to be part of the solution. So how can I get busy? And really, that's the call of all of us. And, you know, you are listening to this podcast, so you probably care a little bit about counter-human trafficking. Um, otherwise, I don't know if you're just bored and trying to go to sleep well, and uh, my voice is so, I don't know, <laughs> uh, monotone and um, uninteresting that it puts you to sleep. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. But I would hope that anybody who's listening to this is so burdened by the issue that they're going to get busy and that they're not going to be just looking around for somebody else to be the solution. Um, that That's really, I mean, when we got started, it wasn't us looking for a job in somebody else's organization um, so that they could tell us what to do and that we could be part of their fight. It, it just doesn't always work that way. You know, sometimes it does, and that's cool. Um, but a lot of times, being the solution in a problem, you know, for a problem set or in a greenfields environment, being the solution is, is you being the solution. You know? Um, there's a, a Matthew West song. I don't know if you know Matthew West. He's a Christian musician. And he had a song a few years back where it, I think it's called Do Something. And the whole point of the song was everybody looks around and they get burdened by the horrible things they see. And, and he even mentions, you know, children being sold into slavery. Well, and then he says, well, that's cool and all, but don't just be burdened by it. Do something about it. And, and in the song... He's basically saying, look, the Lord is talking to his people who are burdened by the horrible things they see, and they're all standing around looking for somebody else to be the solution. And the Lord says to his people, but that's why I created you. I created you to be the solution. Go get her done. Go get busy. Have faith that I will provide. Have faith that I will take care of you and uh, go do my work be the hands and feet of the body of Christ. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the deal. So as we launch into this year, I just want to encourage all of you that when you see something right in front of you, don't give it a pass. Don't, don't find a reason to not do something. Instead, ask yourself, what can I do? And then whatever that first step is, just do the first step. You know, just do the first step. And, uh, and then the Lord will be faithful that once you take that first step, whatever it is, then he'll give you the light 
in front of your feet so that you can see where the second step should go. And, uh, and then just keep going. Just keep going. But man, uh, if we don't awaken the, the church to be the solution, to be the hands and feet, the enemy is going to continue to run with no opposition fully unabated, just kind of doing their own thing, hurting kids, hurting women. You know, I was really burdened today by the the issue of single mothers. And there are so many single mothers out there and that, you know, they're trying their best with these horrible situations that they find themselves in. And and I don't I just I see all these single men who are playing video games in their mom's basement and I'm just thinking where where are the the white knights you know knights in shining armor where are the guys who are coming alongside the widows and the orphans which is really what a single mother situation is and where are the guys who are stepping into the gap and saying you know what I'm gonna marry that lady. I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt those kids, and I'm I'm gonna play the role that Christ needs me to play in these people's lives. And I'm gonna be a man, and I'm gonna be a dad, and I'm gonna be a husband, and I'm gonna get out of my mom's basement and stop playing video games, and uh, step in step into it. You know, so it's really burdened by that. But then I also had a great conversation with a guy who who's had his own roller coaster and and um, walked with his his wife through some tough times and uh and admittedly has made his own mistakes in that journey but he's still there you know he's he's still fighting the fight and he's he's still asking the lord to redeem any missteps he might have and and you know that's that's what it's all about it it's not about being perfect it's it's just about being there a lot of times and then asking the Lord to help shape your steps. And so I was really encouraged by this dude and, and I don't think he was overly encouraged by himself, but I, I did try to reassure him that, you know, no matter how much we think we screw up, if we just turn to the Lord and, and you know, repent of, of our missteps or, you know, repent repent of maybe taking decisions in our in our own flesh that we we thought maybe sounded good but didn't take the time to prayerfully reflect on whether or not that's that's what we should be doing uh in our in our walk with the lord i just just to remind him it's okay you know it's it's okay to not be to not be perfect but you gotta own up and you, you just gotta man up and you gotta step rightly and justly as best you can. Um, but yeah, man, I was, I was just super encouraged because I think so many, so many dudes out there right now, having gone through what he'd gone through, uh, he and his wife and whatever, they would have just turned and run. And, um, and I did try to remind him that the Lord's blessing is, is on him as long as he's pursuing the Lord's will. And so just to carry on, man, be strong, hang in there, love your wife and, um, see how it goes, you know?
So I think the there's a lost art of just being there. It's maybe I've said this before, but one of my my mentors many many years ago, when I asked him to just impart some of his wisdom on on my life, he said, you know, one thing, if he could just go back and wish he he'd knew um, earlier on in his life was especially when it comes to your kids and and your wife is that love is spelled T-I-M-E and uh, gosh that's so true and a lot of times it's not how amazing we we make the experiences or whatever often it's just being there and that in and of itself it it will pay dividends and um, you know it is it is hard to walk with somebody and to to be the body of Christ with somebody if, if you're never together <laughs> if you don't have a relationship uh, you can't you know no man is an island all right it's that's false that's a falsehood and so yeah yeah it's man it's been such an encouraging weekend and um, I love seeing all of the let's just say, shortcomings, uh, misguided, naivete, you know, just like all these different instincts that all of us have. And yet the Lord redeems all of it when, you know, two or more come together in his name and the Holy Spirit is present. You know, he, he flavors, uh, our prayers, you know, or, you know, he, he helps shape our prayers so that when they reach the ears of the Lord, they're, they're righteous and just and, and they're appropriate and, and holy before the Lord. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool to be in an environment with lots of, lots of broken kind of mishmash, misfit kind of, <laughs> kind of folks and not, not everybody who's just, you know, buttoned up and zipped up and trying to wear fake smiles and act like everything's okay it's kind of nice it's kind of refreshing um to not live in a false dichotomy but rather to live in a just a raw environment of of genuineness and uh, you know i heard on the radio the other day that the the key word that this younger generation right now is really latching on to and pursuing is the word genuine you know they're they're sick of being marketed to and lied to and um, manipulated they, they just they just want to know truth they just they just want to know genuineness and man I totally get that totally totally get that and um, I have a lot of hope for this current generation that's coming up there's a fire there and it's incumbent upon us older folk uh, to fan those you know, those embers into a flame, and uh, not not be maybe trapped in our muck in the mire of our own experiences, but helping helping those those young folks to to see the light of, of goodness and genuineness, and see how that can catch on and take hold and create a, an environment and be the church, you know, be the light of Christ to the world 
and not just talk about it and, and apathetically just walk in the darkness while you know there are candles flicker but but really going for it we've got a real opportunity in front of us and I'm really hoping that that this church is going to step up um, I'm optimistic that a lot of people are waking up and they're waking up to the calling that the Lord has in their life specifically so you know, these these old kind of false structures where you know if you're the pastor or the missionary you know you're supposed to be destitute and you're supposed to go out and like eat roots and and honey and you know live in the wilderness and you know be John the Baptist 24 7 365 and meanwhile everybody else is just going to go live in the world and serve mammon and you know live live the the good life um but really um kind of pick and choose what the bible has to say about what it means to actually carry the cross of christ so that kind of seems to be going away a little bit and i think a little bit is a good place to start we we can't pretend that you know these big white elephants or these big cruise ships are going to just shift on a dime but but by golly they can shift and i i do see it i'm encouraged by it and as long as we realize that all the different gifts of the body regardless of what's in front of you so you may have a a a gift to help people with emotional trauma or you might have gotten a certain level of education in things like criminal forensics and and you're able to go out and help find bad guys and and you know free victims and or you might uh, be a businessman and you've uh, been blessed with a lot of resources and uh, you've made a lot of cash and now the Lord's tapping tapping you on the shoulder and saying okay brother now what are you going to do with it <laughs> what are you going to do about it because uh, you're going to the grave just like everybody else so you don't have a lot of time well, you better get spending on this money that I put into your care so that the Lord's kingdom can advance um, and so when you put, start putting all these things together well th- then you've got a complete puzzle then you've got all the parts of the body of Christ coming together and working in concert and holistically. Wow. You know, the enemy cannot resist that. Uh, but I think where the enemy has made a lot of inroads in the decades preceding this is to keep those parts of the body so separated and so um, compartmentalized that the body isn't functioning like a body. It's functioning like a bunch of you know, random limbs just floating through the air, uh, trying to be all things to all people, but nothing's connected, nothing's working right. And definitely the body has not been listening to its head, which is Jesus Christ. And, but I think that's changing, and I'm encouraged that it's changing. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a good year. Um, there, we do have a lot of elections going on especially stateside this year. And I think something that's that's come out of the past few years is it seems like a large part of the body of Christ, but just kind of people in general also are getting increasingly turned off by the false, this kind of false dichotomy of a left-right kind of narrative as though, you know, if you just pick one of those two sides, then you can be the the righteous one and the other people are evil and you're good and blah, blah, blah. And it's, 
it's actually it's it's a, a false paradigm and I like this one guy I listened to him talk on some medical stuff one time but he was just kind of saying you know left right is just ridiculous um, he prefers up down <laughs> and uh, and you know and the thing about up down is you know in, in, in his estimation is how rigid are you how, how flexible are you in the ability to be resilient uh, in times of crisis because if you're overly rigid and you're just kind of stuck in the sand then when the flood comes you're just going to drown because you can't get out um, but if, if you're kind of built around flexibility and the, the ability to learn and be available to the changes in the environment but keeping your eye on the ball so it's amazing, you know, we think we're kind of stuck stuck in time and locked in time, but, you know, the message of Christ has been around for quite some time. In fact, it's always been around. You know, whether it was the, um, the Old Testament era where they were pointing to the Messiah, or whether it's the post-Christ uh, era where, um, or post-Christ's first coming, where the, the church is living out the calling of what the Messiah has brought and salvation on offer um, as we live in this inter, um, inter intercoming period. I don't know what the right word is. Maybe I should should go to Bible school at some point um, or just read more. But before Christ comes, we're kind of in this tension. It's like an already but not yet kind of paradigm. Well, that's all good and well. Um, let's know we're here, but what's our mission? Um, our mission has to be to proclaim the kingdom. Our, our mission is not to be God, but it's to be foot soldiers in the Lord's army. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're kind of understanding what I'm saying. Like, what's the difference there? Because uh, that's, that's another falsehood that's been around for a while now is convincing the church that salvation is of the church. But it's not. Salvation is of the Lord. And the church is the body, which was which means that it's it goes around executing what the head tells it to do. <laughs> you know, the the hand is not the genius. The hand is just a hand, but the hand's important. And the head is gonna use it. But when hands start thinking they're the head, that's that's where we got a lot of problems. And that's where we stand right now. So um, but like I said, I'm encouraged. Hope you're encouraged. And I will not keep droning on with my musings here. Uh, but from the field, in the car, uh, just wanted to say hi and, and Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get ready to rock. Let's get out there and get her done. And be open to what the Lord has for us. And be willing to jump into it. It, it might be messy. And, uh, hey... It's okay. We can clean off our boots. No problem. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. And I hope all of y'all are having a good start to the year and that you're finding ways uh, to walk with the Lord in his character, in his will, and to rejoice in his glory and his grace and to share that good news with others. And uh, let's, let's press on. Let's make it happen. All right, this is Landon, and I'm out. Cheers. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Them podcast. As always, you can find us at savethem.org. See you next time. Thank you and donkey.